0: Marketplace is supported by Putnam Investments, where performance is driven by original fundamental research on a global scale. This is Putnam Today, produced in association with the University of Southern California.
1: Procter and & Gamble and Coca-Cola are two American companies feeling the effects of the crisis in Egypt. They both shut down or curtailed operations there, but the potential effects for this country spread far beyond that. Our exports are stuck in Egypt's ports, and there are growing fears about the flow of oil from that region. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace.
0: Marketplace is supported by Constant Contact Event Marketing, working to help small businesses and nonprofits make their events easier with event registration and marketing tools. ConstantContact.com and by Constellation Energy, committed to customer choice and powering America's clean energy future through investments in natural gas, nuclear, wind, solar, and efficiency technologies.
1: From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Bob Moonen for Kai Risdahl on this last day of January 2011. Thanks for making us a part of your Monday. The Egyptian government vowed today to open a dialogue with all political forces, and it says a key demand voiced by opponents of President Hosni Mubarak will be on the table, constitutional and legislative reforms. But before that can begin, there are more immediate issues to resolve, growing shortages of everything from food to fuel, which could make the troubles there worse before they get better. New York Times reporter Nicholas Kulish is watching developments in Alexandria, Egypt. Thanks for joining us. Great to be here. We've been hearing that growing prices for food staples have been adding to the overall sense of discontent in that region for some time now. Now you're reporting that the political crisis could quickly become a serious humanitarian problem. Tell us what kind of shortages you're seeing there.
2: Well, you know, you're seeing shortages in in all the basic uh, food staples. People are buying what they can off the shelves, but, you know, distribution has been affected, and there's a bit of panic setting in as well.
1: And the big thing I understand is bread. Egyptians are the world's top consumers of bread, and Egypt is the world's biggest wheat importer.
2: That's true. Uh, the government is doing everything it can to keep the subsidized bread uh, coming out of uh, strategic supplies. Uh, there are reports that that isn't working entirely, but you know there are a lot of other serious issues. Uh, today and tomorrow are payday here, but the banks have been closed since Friday. Uh, basically, a lot of Egyptians who live uh, day-to-day, week-to-week just aren't getting the money they need to survive.
1: And I understand that uh, some ATMs have been running out of money?
2: Uh, I think you could say most ATMs uh, have completely run out of money. I was actually told today about a gentleman who was specially sent by his bank to, to fill up uh, an ATM, and he was there for two hours, and, and the money it was empty again when he was leaving. Just the people came and took it as fast as it showed up. All over the city, uh, ATMs are just plain out.
1: Is there any more of a sign of stability at the ports, or is it still chaos?
2: Well, the port itself is very stable. There's a tank sitting in front of it, uh, and, and basically nothing goes in uh, through the front gates, and nothing comes out through the front gates. Meanwhile, the, uh, the containers just uh, just stack up there because the companies would rather pay the fees uh, for storage than, uh, than take the risk of losing it on the roads.
1: And is the unrest, the fear of violence, causing any problem with deliveries, that sort of thing?
2: Absolutely. I spoke to the head of a distribution company that today that has 350 trucks. And, uh, one of his trucks was, uh, burned because it was, uh, outside a police station. And he said, my trucks aren't going anywhere. He said, the safety of my employees comes first. And this is, uh, this is a guy whose trucks deliver, uh, water and diapers.
1: Which leads me to the question about gasoline supplies. We usually don't think of gasoline shortages in the Middle East, but are the shipments of gasoline coming through to the stations?
2: Not the stations that we've talked to. A lot of them just have barricades up and uh, don't let any customers in. Um, and the few, I'm thinking, one well, we drove around Alexandria today and saw one that had... Uh, gas, and there was a four-lane line, each lane 20 cars long, I guess. I mean, so really that tells you something about the situation.
1: And does this increase the risk of a backlash if people can't put bread on the table, if they can't get gasoline to get around?
2: Well, uh, a backlash, I assume you mean against the protest movement?
1: Well, uh, either direction, I guess.
2: I mean, what we're seeing talking to regular people is that they... Still want the government to uh, to step down, uh, and that they're that they're sort of blaming it on them. Uh, but it is sort of an irony that economic. T-